On this episode of Sweat and Serve, we go across the court to the coaching side of things and sit down with one of Ronnie Fisher's former players and now an assistant coach at Campbell in Pierre Miller. Pierre was recruited by Ronnie and his staff to play at Presbyterian and is entering his fourth year on this coaching staff, raising all three of his kids alongside of his wife, Marissa, who he actually met in college. And she, in fact, worked under Coach Fisher as a manager back at Presbyterian. The whole family now lives in Bowie's Creek, and let's dive in more about their lives, what brought Pierre to Campbell, and his love for the Big South Conference here on this latest podcast. Okay, Pierre, so you're your father of three. You and your wife, Marissa, are pretty much at every game, and your three kids are running around the concourse. Give us a sense as a young coach, what's it like to have a family emerging in these early years and to watch them grow and develop as you begin your coaching career? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's really cool uh, to have my family around, and our program is all about family. And Coach, him having three children himself, he understands it, and so my family's involved with everything. Um, I, I love having them around and my wife working at Campbell and uh, just my kids being able to um, watch me coach and see what I do at work and to experience everything uh, that Campbell has to offer. Um, we're at the volleyball games, we're at the different sporting events, and uh, they really love it. And it's just, it's amazing uh, to be able to watch my kids grow and for the players to be able to interact with them. They know every uh, player's name on our team, and so it's it's just a bunch of fun, and, and they love them. Our My players love my kids, and so I, I just love it. I love to, to bring them uh, with me, and it's, it's cool for us to all grow together here at Campbell, and uh, yeah, yeah. So you're recruiting these high school kids. You see them in college. You get them at those crucial years of development. Do you feel more prepared oh. for when your kids are getting ready for high school and kind of can guide them through it? Oh gosh, yeah. Well, I hope so. I'm <laughs> I'm learning things every uh, every day through the recruiting process, and um, I definitely uh, see see the good parts and I see uh, the bad parts. So just from a parent's perspective, um, what it looks like to support your good kids in a healthy way and in a not so healthy way. And I'm hoping that um, you know I, I can help my kids in some form or fashion get them prepared for college better with the experience I've seen on the recruiting side. Um, yeah, and, and hopefully my kids still want to maybe stick around and be close to their dad, but maybe not. Maybe they want to go far off, and I, I'll try to support them either way. So almost a decade ago now, you started your career at PC in 2007, but Ronnie Fisher was one of the first coaches to kind of find you on the road and, and recruit you to Presbyterian. What was that like when you first met Ronnie in the recruiting cycle and kind of got to know PC and, and what he was all about? Yeah, so it was really cool. I remember, and I know Coach Fisher remembers it a different way, I used to have these long braids in my head. And now, you know, I got the shaved head or whatever, so Coach always jokes about that when he was recruiting me. Um, but, yeah, I remember receiving a letter from Presbyterian and, and other various schools. And, you know, me, my mindset, I was always thinking I want to go to the biggest school I can go to. Um, surely I'm going to get something just high major, and that's what I was all about. And so when, you know, I, I get recruited by Presbyterian, I kind of like, okay, what what is Presbyterian? Where Where is that at? I'm not sure, but I, um, Coach Fisher was always very warm and friendly to me. And so it's just ironic that, um, you know, when he recruit, it's funny that when he recruited me, um, I talked to, you know, they sent me a letter. I talked to Coach, I think, once uh, before 
my senior year got started. But then I really didn't hear much from PC until towards the end of my senior year. Um, and, and I can tell the you know recruiting story that Coach Fisher called me up maybe the last day before the late signing period was uh, finished. And I'm in the weight room in my high school. I shouldn't have my phone on me, but I do. And hoping, hoping to God that someone calls you to give you a scholarship offer, right? Man, I'm actually um, headed out to Bakersfield, California to go to Bakersfield Community College because I'm going to go there for two years and then I want to go big time. That is my plan in my head. And I, that is what I'm set on. I am, I'm definitely set on that. Coach Fisher calls me. I feel my phone vibrating. You know, back then you got the razor. No, I, I mean, iPhone had just got started. The, the flip phones were some of the best times of our lives. <laughs> the flip phone was in. And so that that's what I was that's what I had in my pocket. I see I see this number and I'm like, okay, who is this? And um I pick it up and my weight room coach is like, What are you doing on the phone? Like, go outside and talk. And so he lets me talk. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go outside and it's Coach Fisher and he's like, you know, starts just asking me about my season, how my se- uh, senior season went and all these other things. And uh, we're just having a conversation, and he's pretty much just flats out telling me, like, we need a point guard. I want to, you know, we want to offer you a scholarship. And I am blown away. I'm like, because I'd had D1 interest from different schools in the Southeast, but nobody had ever um, legit offered me. You know, Mercer was right near my hometown. I kind of wanted to to go there a little bit. Uh, But nobody offered me a scholarship. Coach offers me the scholarship and tells me we're playing Georgia, we're playing Clemson, we're playing so-and-so. And And I'm like, my eyes light up like, oh, yeah, I want to play against all those teams. Those are the teams that, you know, originally I wanted to go to school there. And now um, to play against them, even better. I want to go beat them. And so I was excited to learn more about Presbyterian. Did not even take an official visit before I signed there. Ended up signing the scholarship, and then I took the visit after I signed in the summer. That's a lot of trust in Coach Fisher, and it certainly paid off for you with four great years at PC. Oh, it, yeah, definitely. It was the one of the best decisions I ever made, and there's just something um, that instantly kind of just uh, united me to Coach Fisher, and I knew he, I, just from talking to him, I, I knew he was a, a humble uh, guy, and he really cared about uh, the people that he dealt with, and I could tell that just from talking to him, so I was definitely excited. <laughs> In your Presbyterian career, you talk about playing some of those big teams, and you have a picture in your office here in Cameron Indoor in 2011, your final year, playing a a very good Duke team among the many ACC schools you played. I guess, why does that picture stand out to you, and what was that moment like playing Duke in Cameron? Oh, man, it was just the culmination of, like, four to five years of hard work because I redshirted. And to be able to play at Duke in front of the Cameron Crazies, there's no other experience like it in America. I'm not even joking. I've played a ton of different places. It is by far the most uh, unique and exhilarating place to play. I loved playing there. And, you know, just wanting to to compete against Coach K. He's a legend. And and his team, they play so hard. And us going into that game thinking we could really beat them. And we felt like we could. You know, we knocked off Cincinnati my senior year. They were ranked 20th in the country, and we felt like we can go in and compete with Duke. Um, we, we actually played Duke before we played Cincinnati. Um, but that was just an amazing uh, experience for me. So, yeah. It's got to be crazy, too, because you graduate, you know, at the end of 2011, early 2012, and, and all of a sudden you're looking what that next road is. <laughs> and you get a crazy phone call, and all of a sudden you're in the coaching ranks <laughs> at Presbyterian on the men's side. So, Give us a sense of kind of how Coach Fisher and Greg Nybert, the, the, the head coach at PC at the time, kind of got you involved in the coaching ranks and got your career started. Yeah, so um, as I'm sure you're aware, but 
Uh, so, so Coach Fisher obviously took over the women's program into my sophomore year. He was an assistant with us on the men's side. And Coach Nybert was my head coach for four or five years since I redshirted. And building a relationship with him, um, one of the most uh, hardest working, caring coaches that there is in Coach Nybert. Um, and very demanding, very um, as far as tough on his players, but loves his players and really would do anything for his players, has his players' backs at all costs. And so when I got out of coaching, I went to work for Granger, a business for a year. And so once again, I receive a phone call. It's like, man, th these calls are huge. Um, and Coach Nybert's like, hey, you know, one of the assistants just left, and I want to know, are you interested in coaching? And I was like, oh, man, like, I love the game still. I would love to be involved. And my um, minor was coaching in, in college, and I was like, of course. Like, I was like, yeah, I, I want to do it. Not knowing, man, what coaching really entails. Like, I had always seen it from a player's perspective, but now seeing it from coaching's perspective, coaches do so much more than you think than um, even just recruit and, and, and get ready a game plan. And there's so many little details that go into it. But I was thrilled, okay? So I'm young and a little bit naive to it, but I was excited that coach would actually uh, want me to be on his staff. So, yeah, I dove in. Certainly neat, too, because you had some opportunities to play against Campbell, you know, here in this arena on the men's side. You didn't know how your career would unfold, but one moment we were joking about before we recorded this podcast is the Big South Tournament was at Campbell in, in 2015, my first year here, in fact, and, and you were a couple years into your coaching career, but there's a playoff game, the 8-9 yeah. seed, kind of a playing round, if you will, and yep. there's a game-winning buzzer beater. It was on Center. Deshaun Murray, mm -hmm. an excellent player at PC, mm -hmm. wins it, and you're on the bench celebrating um, give us a sense of how crazy that finish was to that game and kind of how ironic it is full circle. You're, you're here at Campbell now. Oh, man, it was an amazing game. Like we first off, um, that was one of the games that I, w I was scouting. So I'm already amped up. I want to I want to win this game because first off, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I was at PC. They would notice as the underdog. And so I always had a chip on my shoulder and wanted to prove something to everybody. But that. But that shot goes up, man. And for us to fight in that game, we came in knowing we're gonna, we're this is gonna be a good game. We've had some good games with Radford before that, but um, man, that shot goes up, and you're like, oh, there's no way. Like, you know, all hope is lost. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, comes Deshaun Murray. He had done it all year. Yeah. And I just see him, that shot go in. Oh my goodness, we are, <laughs> we were so thrilled. And I, I mean, that's. That's one of the uh, most joyful moments as a coach uh, to be able to come in here in a great atmosphere at Campbell. Like the gym was amazing. They did a great job with the tournament. But for us to be able to tip it in, and it's so funny that you were calling that game um, now that I think about it. And, man, we, we, were, we celebrated so hard in that locker room <laughs> and uh, was just thinking after we win that one, man, we might win this whole tournament. We were ready to go. <laughs> so, yeah. That was pretty neat, too, because I think High Point was the top seed, and you guys gave them a pretty good game in the next round. But the point being of that whole run is you look back, and now you're here at Campbell on the women's basketball staff. Mm -hmm. We'll dive into kind of how Ronnie got you to Campbell, but I'm curious, when you're coaching on the men's side for three to four years, yeah. how did that transition take place? Is it as different as maybe some would think, or, or what's that process like when you're trying to switch between sports? Yeah, so um – Man, I wasn't really certain um, what it was would be like coaching women's basketball, so I definitely 
asked Coach Fisher, like, what is it like? You've done it for – he had done it for seven or eight years at, at Presbyterian. And, and I – you know, just asking a couple of people, like, what do they think, um, you know, I should do. Um, and, you know, I had never interacted – I had interacted, obviously, being a player with the women's teams on campus, but never coaching in that aspect, leading um, young women. And so, um, you know, they were like, no, it's it's going to be good. Like, it's it's going to be great. It, there is some different aspects of it, but you you will definitely enjoy it. And so I, I was excited to, to learn um, h- how it is different. And now that I'm on this side, I can see um, th- there are definitely differences. But at the same time, uh, these young women, man, they're competitive. And they really, um, they really want to be pushed, and they want to grow, and they want to excel at their sport. And uh, I love it. I love it. And you know, what coaches said is right um, as far as just the differences. But at the same time, I, I, I've learned different parts, uh, you know, different ways and, and and ways to relate to players and to relate um, in coaching young women than I did on the men's side. So it's it's been an, an awesome transition for me. So three years ago, Ronnie Fisher's coming to Campbell and assembling his staff. Was it a phone call that got you over from Presbyterian, or how did that all take place when he's trying to get everything together in the summer? No, what's what's really cool is that me and Coach Fisher, even when he went to the women's side and I was a player, we, um, we had a great relationship, um, me and him, because he obviously he recruited me. But also, it's funny, my wife, you know, she was a manager for Coach Fisher, and so just kind of full circle, we we went we attended the same church um, in Clinton, South Carolina, and I had a uh, I had a good relationship with him and, and Julie and his kids, and you know, um, and Coach just simply brought me um, into his office and told me that there was an opportunity for me to um, to come with him. He didn't necessarily tell me the spot at first, but that there was an opportunity, and so. You know, I had actually asked Coach, I think a couple years prior, I was like, uh, you know, Coach, do you have an opening on your staff? This was before I got – this is maybe the year of transition between uh, graduating and starting coaching on the men's side. Did he have any openings? And I hadn't had any coaching experience. He was looking for someone more experienced. Um, but then this time, Coach came to me and asked me about an opportunity, and I was, I was excited to learn more. Um, and then when I ended up finding out it was Campbell – uh, when he officially took the job or whatever, man, I was like, oh, Cam- Campbell's a great place. Like, I've seen it firsthand, and I can only imagine, like, recruiting to that gym and recruiting to that campus uh, would be a neat place to, to be able to coach at. So, yeah. Certainly for you, and we've, we've seen you now the last couple of years at Campbell grow in your coaching ranks and develop. You've had some opportunities, especially from time to time, to help run certain parts of practice and really take – that next level because obviously being an assistant coach there are pluses and minuses to it but with the end goal of maybe running a staff yourself what have you learned in some of those moments where Ronnie has taken his reins off a little bit and given you more of a chance to not necessarily take over practice but run it the way you want to do things or kind of break down certain drills how you want to do it oh man that's a great question because first off I've learned uh man I have a, a bunch of respect for coach Fisher because um, just dealing with what head coaches deal with, it is a great um, privilege, but it's also a great responsibility. You're constantly on think mode, um, and the level of accountability for yourself and for the people that you're working with and then the players, there's so much more accountability on you when you are running the 
uh, the practice or doing the drills and different things like that. You have to think on a whole different level. And so for Coach to do that day in, day out, I have a mad respect for him, a bunch of respect, the fact that he does that. And it, it's challenging, but it's also, um, like I said, ex exhilarating as well because just to be able to, um, you know, imprint your personality and, and what you feel and for the players to be able to respond, it's, it's really cool. But I'm appreciative that Coach even gives uh, those opportunities. And it's one of the things that's a pleasure to work for him because he does want us to grow as assistants and to be one day to, to be a head coach. So he, he always tells us to think like a head coach, and I'm thankful for the opportunities I get to do that. As a young man who graduated PC in 2012 with a sociology degree, one, did you expect to see yourself on this career path seven years, eight years down the road? And I guess, two, what has made you most proud as a coach, especially here at Campbell, as you embark on, on a third or fourth season with Ronnie Fisher and you guys start to really see the, 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 those roots develop? No, I, I, I mean, it's a good question as well. I didn't necessarily know if I saw myself coaching. You know, it's funny. I, um, I was interested in, in somewhat ministry, actually, when I came out of college. I was involved with some student ministries on campus. I was interested in that. I was interested in maybe playing professionally. I uh, ended up, um, you know, getting married and not doing that. But I did not necessarily see my, myself coaching. But it's been, man, it's been a great path for me. And thankfully, uh, the Lord has put me on this path, and I'm excited. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't see myself doing that. As far as uh, just the biggest um, the biggest thing in coaching that uh, – you asked about my proudest moment. Absolutely. Um, I would say, man, I think the more I'm in it is just seeing the players grow and um, just growing, you know, being able to grow as a coach and, and being able to see the players grow. Um, it's, it's very humbling when you see a, a player who may not necessarily think they can do something, achieve something far beyond what they thought they could. And to see players go from, um, you know, just just good to to – continually training and, and, and building their habits up and, and to becoming a, a great player or to becoming just um, a more disciplined player, a, a player that um, can really help our team and to see them to buy into our team culture and what coach is all about and what we're all about here. I mean, obviously, sweat and serve, that's our motto this year. But to see, see our team buy in, that's probably one of my proudest moments is when we start to um, – just embody what our team culture is. Last year it was team first, and all of our, from our captains uh, to, to every player on the team, uh, they begin to buy into that. And every team has its ups and downs, adversities and struggles, but to see them really come together and, and to go like even last year on that um, streak we did towards the end um, in the postseason was amazing. That was that was so much fun. That's one of my greatest moments as a coach, um, and just to see the joy that came from playing all those games and just man, our, our, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. This is a team where faith is a, a huge part, not only from the head coach on down, but just the players themselves. And mm -hmm. you mentioned some of your ministry background and being at the same church as Ronnie Fisher. Yeah. I'm curious how much of a role faith plays in your life and how that kind of intertwines with everything you guys do from a family standpoint on, on sort of a daily or, or weekly basis? Oh, man. It's it's our foundation. It's my foundation um, as far as anything. As a husband, first off, then as a, as a parent, and then as a coach, I try to let that guide me in everything I do. Um, I, I want to see all of my coaching and my life um, just as 
as a, a platform um, to, to worship. And I, I want to see it, um, you know, being, you know, values that I believe are important to me instilled into the players that I come uh, into contact with, recruits or whatever it may be. But at the same time, just to, to be able to do this every day um, is definitely a blessing. I think I heard even Haley talking about that in her podcast. Um, but that's just that's just important in how I uh, relate to the players, and I think for Coach Coach Fisher as well, and other members on our staff. Man, we try to approach each day and never take it for granted, and know that it's a gift, and we work hard, um, knowing that we have this opportunity um, from God, and we're and we're thankful for it. So I I love coming to work every day, and who I work with, and who I work for.